Welcome to OceanFit's Onshore Podcast, where Andre Slade, that's me, meets the unordinary people of the open water swimming and water safety community onshore to talk about their adventures, lifestyle and passion for the offshore. On my very first interview, I met up with a super hardy bunch of cold water swimmers from the Bay Open Water Swimmers Group in Black Rock in the Bayside area of Melbourne's Port Phillip Bay. It's a Friday afternoon or Friday evening. The sun has just gone down and the Bay Open Water Swimming Group has just been out for a swim. They're sitting around a table right now, all wrapped up like they've come from Antarctica. <laughs> There's thermoses out. There's shots of rum being uh, shared around the table. And it's a jovial group, albeit uh, a freezing cold looking group. We've got six of us who have managed to brave the elements and then stick around. So we'll just have a bit of a chat and see how this crazy group of swimmers came to be and what it kind of feels like to swim in, well, today was 10 degree water out there, which is freezing um, and is beyond my contemplation at all. So Peter, I'll just start with you because I know you've been instrumental in um, a lot of the, the swimming groups that are happening around here. How did this group come to be and why are you so crazy? Why do you do it? <laughs> well, that's two big questions, but we came to be because nobody was actually, there was no swimming group swimming out of Half Moon Bay. Uh, when I first was looking around, I was swimming at the Brighton, you would have heard of the Brighton Icebergers, everybody had heard of them, and there was the Mentone Icebergers, and um, I just lived up the top of the, um, the cliff face here, and I came down and there was nobody really swimming here, and I thought, okay, well... I'll start swimming here and um, I'll find somebody else to come with me. And I found Anya and, uh, and a couple of others. And so there were four of us that sort of started swimming here. And uh, we swam for two seasons without any allegiance to any club. We just would be hiding behind a plastic screen and warming up after the swims. And then we finally approached the uh, Black Rock Yacht Club at the right time when they were looking to diversify from just yachting. And uh, they said, yeah, we'll have you as a member. And um, so it started from there. And from that moment on, we by word, basically word of mouth and the open water swim group in Melbourne is alive and well. Um, the, the word spread that we had hot water showers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you don't have to say much more than that. And all of a sudden, build it and they will come. And... And that's exactly what has happened. So we started about um, uh, the over 10 years ago now and with four. And now we have on the Bay Open Water Swim Facebook page, we have, uh, we've gone well over a thousand uh, followers and members, but um, active swimmers, we have in excess of, who have swum at least uh, three or four occasions or more. We have over 350 swimmers that have done that, uh, which is, um, yeah, we're quite proud of that. Yeah, that's fantastic. And and what would the core, what the hardcore group be? What are the one? I'm sure you get the swimmers that come through the fair weather swimmers like me that come in the summer. The and yeah. So so <laughs> the, the numbers go from um, in uh, we have regular swims like Friday nights our sundown our swim in um, winter we swim at five. At uh, today, we swam a little bit earlier for you. Yeah, just for context, it's um, so I couldn't get here on time. But um, in summer, we swim at six, 
and we have the sundowners and then we have Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings. The group um, varies between eight and nine o'clock and then any day during the week there's crews coming at 6.45 in the morning and then there's the midday crew and then there's the afternoon crew. And then we have the wild water swimmers who come out only when there's gale force winds, hey Rob? <laughs> and then Dan did one and Julie's done it and I think Suzette's done it as well. So, yeah, it's it's we've got swimming for every occasion. We do the solstice swims, we do the winter solstice, the summer solstice. We have, um, we host the last opportunity uh, Perth to Rottnest qualifying, 10k qualifying swim before the Perth to Rottnest swim every year. We will be hosting a, another new marathon of 15 kilometres soon. Oh Julie, tell, tell us what you, how are you feeling right now? Because to me, you look just terrible. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, um, okay, I'm really cold. <laughs> because the thing is, when you get out, that's when you really start to cool down very, very quickly. It's it's from the minute you stop, and then when you get to your car, it, you just your body temperature just seems to plummet even further. I mean, you're cold in the water, but when you get out into the cold air, that's the combination of the two things. And because you can't have a hot shower, you just put some hot water over yourself, but it's probably not enough. And then it takes ages to warm up. <laughs> so, so what have you been doing to warm up since you got out of the water? And just and just for context, the water was about 10 to 11 degrees yeah, so today. Yeah, so I did three Ks. I got to the second going, which was my objective to try and get back before I totally freeze to death. Um, and then just put, get, get out, dry off as quick as I can. But then your hands don't work, so it's hard to get dressed. It's actually really quite hard to and get dressed. And you needed help getting dressed today, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I needed help because my hands wouldn't work to do the buttons or whatever, zipping or <laughs> keep that up. Um, and the funny thing about that was when I was watching you struggling, you were just laughing. Yeah. It sort of gives you a bit of a high, actually, in some ways, because you're so cold, you actually feel kind of almost a little bit drunk. Wow. Yeah. So it's perhaps early signs of hypothermia because that's <laughs> when you lose control perhaps. of, you know, you can't think clearly. Yeah, so now is, you know, my limit. So I was on my limit, yeah. It looks like you're warming up as you're talking. Yeah, you I'm do warming a bit, a bit more up now. Um, and then just try and dry off um, and put a couple of layers on and get the, I mean, I've bought a new Ugg boots online, the Australian Ugg boots, <coughs> not the ones made in China. So <laughs> I'm getting them soon. So that'll help with the feet. And then just get a hot drink into you. Yeah, it's best to warm up from the inside out. Yeah. And then I couldn't, when Anya was trying to give me the drink, I was shaking so much I couldn't even hold the cup. <laughs> What's going on? It was just like this. Hug boots are fantastic. I, I've worn mine so much over the last three months, they just started ponging, so I had to buy new inserts for the bottom of them to give them a new lease of life. Welcome uh, to Yeah, Melbourne. and you've also a beanie is really important to put a beanie on straight away. Yeah. And Suzette, you had a, uh, an interesting innovation for your post-swim warm-up. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Well, during COVID, with the, with the hot showers closed, we've had to um, improvise. And so with um, a few, few iterations of the camping shower, have now turned into an esky full of hot water filled up at home and a little rechargeable um, shower with pump. Works the trick. Yes. 
And so that warms you from the outside. And what's warming you from the inside? Oh, <laughs> do you really want me to say that, Andre? It's yes. risky. Yeah, but what brand? I'm trying to pick it. It's a Glenlivet. Ah, good. 18 year old single oh, malt. Okay. Nothing but the best, Peter. <laughs> And today, because of this, you know, strange COVID world that we're in, we're kind of sitting on a table out in the out in the cold, which is not yes. ideal. But usually, um, on a Friday night, you have another. Friday. Yeah, we'd normally be in the yacht club yeah. with a big, big fire, open fire, and a yeah. few cold beers, so the fire doesn't get too hot. Describe that to me. What is that? What is that like when you go in there? I know mean, we tried to look through the window before, but there's a big crowd around the fireplace. There's, there's two, two fireplaces. There's two big fireplaces, and they fire it up. It was really uh, massive and hot chips and cold beer. Hot chips, cold beer, Red and wine. about twenty swimmers around each fire. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Pushing and shoving to get and the heat. If it's heat. a wild, crazy night, there'll yeah. be even more people swimming when the waves are massive and yeah. it's raining. They come out of the woodwork for sure. <laughs> so other than a little bit of wind swell that I've seen uh, in my few months here in Melbourne, yeah, it's, been, it's pretty flat here. How, explain what this wild swimming and um, yeah, waves we'll get and things two to three metre waves here with a big southwesterly come through. Oh, and a north, north yeah. westerly as well. Yeah. Yeah, so you can go up to 40, I think the, the most we've swum in, in the last two years has been 41 knots, gale force. Um, and where the Cerberus that you see there, you was totally in white water. Yeah, that, um, remember, that was that total, it was just complete white water, which yeah. we were swimming. So the waves are pressing over the top of the Cerberus. Yeah. And so the brave ones go out there and what try and body surf them, or is it no, just kind of catching the runners? You get, the challenge is to get around because the yes. currents are so strong mm. that you, it's really you know it's pushing you to your limits. You're only moving about an inch each stroke, and so you've got to get around. So you've got to fight the currents to get around. So, yeah. so when these um, these East Coast surf beach ocean swimming groups, you know. It's, look down their noses at Melbourne and say, oh, gee, they're just swimming in the bay and that flat water, it's so easy. You guys have, you got, you got your right. own challenges? Oh, it's not absolutely. very often like this. I think the last couple of weeks have been nice and flat, but it really, yeah. it's most often not flat. Mm. Yeah. Well, Especially I'm, in the afternoon. Yes, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. As, a, as a former Queenslander, I can, and now coming into the bay, I've got the comparison probably that these guys don't have. And whereas the East Coast and the surf, you have your sets, you have predictable waves that you can duck under. When the wind whips up the wind here on the bay, it mightn't get as big as a, a surf on the East Coast, but it's just, it's crazy. Relentless. It's, yeah, it's all over the place. There's no sets. It's just wind chop. And, um, and, yeah, often you can't see where the swimmer next mm, to you is. That's right, yeah. And, and we have to watch it in those conditions because we can actually lose sight mm. of each other. And, and that's our first rule is no mm. one swims alone here, particularly in the winter, in the cold. Except no one's alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll resend the email. Yes, I did. I did hear one of your swimmers getting a, a telling off a little bit earlier, but that's yeah. good because risk management's yes. a, a, a really important I part think, of I open think, water I mean, swimming. I've, I've been swimming in cold water. I've just realised uh, for about twenty-four uh, years. I've been in Melbourne for twenty-five years, and and I got here in the winter, so 
24 years I've been swimming in the cold water and it's so important to swim with someone in the winter time mm. yeah. you know it's because you can suddenly yeah. you know things can change in, you know in your body you can suddenly get hypothermia it's not it's not a gradual thing it's a sudden thing and i just think you know I've, we've got the experience here yeah. Yeah. and People who are inexperienced, who've never done this before, need to listen to the experienced. <laughs> but even the experienced people, like we've we've encountered, you know, like I had my own experience where I'd been doing lessons all day in a thirty degree pool, came down here to swim in the cold water, yep. just went my usual way, swimming alone, which I was okay. doing exactly what I shouldn't do. Came to the pot and had a a moment there where I'm thinking, oh my god, I've done something stupid here. Mm. I really felt. You know, you get that as soon as you have a start of panic, it yeah. can do horrible things. Well, two weeks ago, it yes. was so foggy that we lost sight of yes. yeah. everything. Yeah, tell me more about that. I, mm. I did see that on the uh, Facebook page. Yeah, that, yeah. that was a blackout, oh, basically, of no. fog. Yeah, white out. Yeah, white out. Oh, oh, so we, what oh, happened sorry, was we had um, swimmers oh, sorry, here yeah, and also at Mentone, but the, the incident that you're talking about was at Mentone. Three swimmers went out together, or four swimmers, sorry. And one swimmer bumped into another swimmer and thought, okay, I'll just move over. And I'll... he took six strokes that he, six strokes without breathing. And he popped up and he thought, well, where is everybody? In six strokes, he had lost the others. And he went into a, he was totally, could not see anything. And he swam where he thought he heard traffic and he was swimming away from it. And he swam in the, he was just out by himself. Uh, for you know, over half an hour, in and panic, it really hit him. And I spoke to him um, about seven hours later. He is still very shaken. You know, the others uh, realised that he was missing. They went into shore. They got all the rescue boards out, and they all went on a big search. But they finally found him. And no, it's just very scary. Very scary feeling. Hopefully, we all learn from our mistakes mm. doing things like that. So, um, well, we actually went mm. out to the red pole and tried to go on to the yellow, but when we got to the red, we couldn't see a thing, so we all decided yeah. to swim back, and that was really lucky. And I, and I was with them that day, and I thought I was swimming back, and I thought, where's yes. everybody else going? And they're all trouble. going in the opposite direction. That's the trouble. You, can't, you so don't know you which way is back. You yeah. don't know which way is forwards Very and which way is back. Yeah. yeah. So just from that red pole to here, you couldn't not know where you were. Mm. Mm. So there's a lot, a lot of challenges swimming in Melbourne: the the cold water, the the rough, the rough yes. surf. But cold water's the, the main one. How well, do how do we is. introduce new swimmers to the group? How do we how do we teach them about the you know the risks and and easing themselves into it? Well, it's a shame that Julie's gone because she was mm. she's this is her first winter swimming through. Mm. Well. You'd hope that, you know, we just um, take, you know, go out with them and then we always say to them, you know, how are you feeling, how are you feeling, how are you feeling, always having checkpoints along the way. Yes. And also yes. you shouldn't start in winter, you start in March. Yeah. So yes. Into it. And it's actually really exhilarating. Mm. The adrenaline hits your system and you don't stand too long, just the right amount of time you get out. You feel really good. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Well, I... Jules and myself, we moved here in February and the water was about 18, 19 and we thought, gee, 
don't know what they're talking about. It's beautiful down here. The water at Brighton was clear and we yeah, did the, the Brighton Ocean <laughs> Swim or the Brighton Open Water Swim and yeah. it was fantastic. And we were like, well, we're going to be able to swim in here for a while. And then there was this one week when it was <laughs> just, the, the temperature outside dropped. It rained a little bit. Yeah. And it dropped to like 12 degrees and that was the end of our swimming. <laughs> That's the thing with the bay too, because it's so shallow here, it fluctuates um, dramatically as well. And it can fluctuate one degree in a day. You know, in 24 and, hours, it's one degree. And that's where the water temperature reports come from, say, the Bureau of Meteorology, mm. and they they get get their measurements from the middle of the bay. So it's always, mm. if they're saying that the water temperature now, and they probably are saying it's around about 12, mm. um, that's going to be in the middle of the bay, not on the perimeter. So if there's, an overnight, yeah. if there's an overnight temperature of zero or two, it's gonna go this down. water... Mm you know, within a few hundred metres of shore is going to be really cold, like, you know, 10 or lower. G'day, kia ora. I wanted to take a quick break to tell you about OceanFit. Back in 2009, OceanFit started as an ocean swim school on the golden sands of Bondi Beach. But now, we've become so much more. We deliver our world-leading training to hundreds of swimmers every summer on beaches throughout Australia and thousands learn from our free educational resources online. Our Swim Scout directory, available on our website and app, will help you find a swim buddy, connect with social swimming groups, and discover swim events throughout the country. You can also participate in one of our events. Escape with us on a wet and wild weekend, or immerse yourself on a boutique ocean swimming holiday at home or abroad. So what are you waiting for? Dive right in at oceanfit.com.au. Enjoy the rest of this episode and swim free. Tell me about the social aspect because yes, the, the swim's often the shortest part of yes. the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so how does, how does, you know, being a part of a group that, you know, and meeting people mm-hmm. that you may not have otherwise met in any other circumstance in life, mm-hmm. you know, what's that like? Is it? What's the social scene like in a, in a swimming group in Melbourne? Oh, I think we're very social. I think we're very good at socialising as well. The, the beauty about it is what <laughs> I've tried. always welcomed is the diversity and the, the mm. what there's a diverse group of people that, mm. and of uh, interests, diverse group of nationalities, diverse mm. group of... Abilities. Um, you know, yeah. Mm, so, right. but... One thing we have in common is swimming, and so it all starts around the swimming, and then it just all of a sudden you start learning little bits and pieces about all these wonderful people, and uh, um, and uh, and from that we've had you know people who have only met here at the Bay Open Water Swimmers who have now gone on to become great mates and yeah. Yeah. will be lifelong friends, yeah. and uh, and I. Th- I, you know, I think that's the one thing that makes me so uh, happy about ever having come to the Black Rock Club mm. and mm. Uh, starting this. Yeah, so we have, you know, beginner people starting, people that may not have had, not had anything to do with swimming in their lives, and then we've got channel swimmers. So right. yeah. um, tell <laughs> us about the channel swimming. Channel? Mm. Well, that's a one. Yeah. Well, I've done the channel, but um, 
I've oh, done, I, I did the channel in um, probably the most challenging conditions as well. So I'm, I'm always good for the worst case scenario. If anyone's doing the channel, <laughs> don't go with and they, need to, they need to know the worst case scenario. They just need to talk to me because I had the worst case scenario. But I made it, you know. And I always feel like the worst case scenarios in any, when I backpack, the worst case scenarios were always the best stories. Yeah. No, oh, one yeah, ever wants, no, no one ever wants to hear the story of the time you crossed the channel and it was 30 degrees and the water yeah, was 20. That's right. How yeah. boring is that, you know? <laughs> I, um, I took 18 and a half hours, but, um, you know, um, I think, you know, when you compare to people uh, people who've swum the channel my, my speed, you know, they've done it in far faster times, but um, the conditions were really, it was very rough when I did it. And the temperature? And the temperature was 15 degrees, Oh, yes. that was balmy. Balmy oh. 15 degrees. But I am a Kiwi, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but, you know, the thing is, too, yeah. Yeah. pardon? You've done cook straight yeah. too, I did you? cook straight as well, yeah. So is it technically two of the seven? Yeah. 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 Yes, I've done so two of the seven, And look yes. she's a pint-sized thing. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't when I was doing the channel. I was a good 10 <laughs> oh, kilos so, so, yes. so, right moment, Yvonne's one of the crew. There are a few others. Um, who, uh, who had uh, lined up Manhattan yes, as being the final leg of the Triple Crown. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And so there's uh, there's yourself and um, Denise and Michelle, uh, Michelle and, Sally. And, and Sally. And Sally was with me and, and Richard, Richard and, Jones yeah. and um, Brenda. Brenda, and yeah. What else? I think. What's the attraction of swimming around Manhattan? Oh, I mean, I've, I've been there. The water doesn't amazing. look <laughs> Well, the, the attraction is definitely the not the uh, condition of the water. I hope that we might run into Donald Trump out there. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I've lived on um, Catalina Island off the coast of oh, Los Angeles. I, wow. I spent uh, some time working oh, in a summer Catalina, camp there. that's one of the triple mm. Doing environmental ed. Um, the water there is freezing, but that's another yep. one of the, the yeah. long it's one of the triple, triple crowns. crowns. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I so, think that's an American yeah. triple crown. I think yeah. we need to make um, an Australian or a, or a South is, Pacific. There is one now. Yeah, there, there is because I was thinking because New York is now off, sadly this year. I was thinking, um, you know, there's the um, um, that 27 kilometer swim from Palm Beach, Palm to Beach, Beach to Manly or to Shelley Beach. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that's a great. You know, I've swum most of that in different segments, yeah. not as one complete swim. But um, yeah, so that may be a good one yeah. to do. And yeah. Suzette, you've swum Rotto. You had a bit of an experience. <laughs> I nearly swam all of Rotto. <laughs> I got within 700 metres of the finish and then got airlifted off the island and ended up with pulmonary edema and all sorts of complications. But, um, yeah, it's the biggest uh, non-event there. But there's a lot here in Melbourne that train for Rotto and it's, um, it's one that's on most people's calendars here. It takes months of training to get ready for it and um, and now that there's the likes of the Gold Coast swim 20k I was due to do that this this mm-hmm. um, May but COVID interrupted that too um, and it's like the channel it, it takes a lot of preparation um, but once you're primed up for it, it it just takes it to another level I mean it, don't take anything away from people that just want to get in mm. and have a little swim and one case enough for them that's so good that they're just doing it mm. um, how does one go from being a you know a 1k mm-hmm. swimmer to a 
marathon swimmer. You know, it's, it's if you ask me, it's a total addiction. You you yeah. just get caught up with the people yeah. here, and yeah. you and because these people do it, and you're going, wow, you've you know swum the channel, and then next thing you know, yeah, you're doing it yourself. Yeah. You know, that is too <laughs> That's true. That's what it is. Too true. Yeah, yeah. People the, the, the most of events. Yeah. So the most so one k to two k to five k. Yes. To so, and then just people just um, swim coach that has sort of been uh, driving that uh, and driving marathon swimming. And so when you've swum 1.2 kilometres and you understand how to pace yourself properly, that's exactly the progression. It went from 1.2 and I thought, gee, I didn't feel that bad. And I swam a 2.5 and then I thought, I didn't feel that bad after that. So then I swam a 5 and then I didn't feel that bad. I think I could go further and then I'll try to 10. And then uh, uh, then it went to a a 14 and then it went to the Perth to Rottnest and... So then I thought, Jeff, I can do this. Anybody can do it. And so as a part of what I educate, I really do. I've had a passion for coaching people to doing marathon swimming. And and that's why we're now growing the marathon events here in in Mm -hmm. Melbourne. I run the Mentone Marathon, uh, which is an annual event. We run the uh, Last Chance Perth to Rotto one here. And there will be a 15K and we are planning with the Brighton Bars to run a 20K. Mm-hmm. So okay. um, we need to put Melbourne on the map as far as marathon swimming is concerned. We just don't want to see people going all the way to Perth all the time, That's all right. the way to Tasmania. You don't have to go anywhere. Uh, you don't have to go interstate to swim a major marathon swim. And the ultimate will be the uh, mimicking a, a, as a great trial the swim across the bay, which has only been done 13 times, and John Van Wisser, who you met earlier, is one of them, has swum across from Indented Head to Frankston. It's a 35-kilometre swim mm. across the bay, yeah. encountering some major you know, tidal uh, ships yes. and also <laughs> you know, the conditions. Yeah. And so, yeah, Melbourne's alive and well with, um, with a, a, a huge vision for the future. Marathon We've swimming. got this bay, you know, it's mm. ideal, ideal for swimming. Safe, yeah, it's safe, mm. safe. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's safe, yeah. The, as opposed to the East Coast, mm. you don't have um, rips, you don't have mm. sharks. Well, many. Yeah. yeah well, no, Little sharks. Have, sharks. Nothing, nothing dangerous. Really nothing dangerous. Sharks. Dangerous yeah. sharks. Yeah. We've we swum with dolphins. We've had dolphins yeah. swim directly yes. underneath me, mm. you know, and look up at me mm. and... Yeah, you know, where do you get that? There's dolphins out here today. And beautiful um, stingrays. And yeah, the mm. rays. Yeah. it's a, a, And the reefs. There's a lot of reefs. It's very picturesque swimming. It's like mm. journey swimming here. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it can be really, really, in summer, it's just magic. I, as Like I say, as a former Queenslander, I mm. didn't believe that Melbourne would have such a beach culture and let alone the swimming culture that's here. And, and that's why I started the adventure swims for, for summer where we swim from mm. here to Mentone, which is an eight-kilometre swim all the way from here over the reefs. It's, oh. You've done it, Rob, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, um, and you've done that one, haven't you, Suzette? I've, I've been to – I haven't done the full one, but I've done the 4K, 5K one. Oh, yeah, but uh, well, next year you should do the... Yeah, I've done a few, you know, not your ones, but I have done from um, Woody Alec Pier to Elwood. Yeah. And And we're not talking barrier reef type reefs. It's beautiful. Mm. It's soft corals, it's sea grasses. 
um, lots of fish, lots of starfish, rays, mm. banjo sharks, which aren't sharks, they tell me. They're, <laughs> but they're, um, and just the, the life that's here in the bay is just mm. beautiful. Rob, I'm going to throw this question to you. This is the last one. This is the, uh, the age-old debate. Who are, who are the tougher cold water, open water swimmers, females or males? Oh, I tell you, the girls were all in the water first tonight and there was one lonely bloke at the back who thought, geez, I better get in now or I'm going to look real silly. So definitely the girls. And, and I'll, count, I'll, I'll back that up where you had the midwinter pink cap swim uh, last year where we had our biggest turnout of uh, uh, 22 swimmers. There was myself and one other male and <laughs> everyone else was female. And uh, that's because the water temp went below 10. They're pretty tough. Well, it's been pretty obvious that you're a very inclusive group and um, it's been fantastic um, to talk to you here. The, the sun's gone right down, the stars are out, the water's still cold. I was really hoping to become a cold water swimmer when I moved to Melbourne, but, uh, you know, it's a bummer that I'm <laughs> having to move to, north again. Might need to pop your wetsuit on. <laughs> I, would, yeah. I would be one of those uh, having to wear two, like, two wetsuits uh, before <laughs> I get in there. But still on, right? <laughs> at, least I, um, at least I own it. Yeah. Um, Bring yeah. your camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some yeah. Yeah. Ca camera from the drone from the comfort of my uh, Jeep is, uh, <laughs> is about as close as I'll get it to the water. But uh, thanks, guys. It's, um, it was really good to get to know you, get to know your group. Um, you're doing fantastic things down here in Melbourne. It's opened my um, eyes up to um, swimming in Melbourne, especially, like Suzette said, the beaches along the bayside are fantastic. Yeah. The water was, is beautiful, yeah. um, albeit cold, and the people involved in swimming down here are, are the best yeah, yeah. Uh, and thanks. if anybody's thinking about coming down to melbourne and want to swim with us yeah. just shoot us a message on yeah. our facebook page and yeah. you'll have come hundreds of replies absolutely yeah, yeah. come and join us all right let's go and uh mm. get home and have that warm shower yes <laughs> <laughs>